Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello and welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. I'm Anastasia Adams and together with my business partner Jody, we run Rise Women, a business dedicated to helping all women make confidence their new normal. Today I am so excited to be conducting this interview because I get to chat with my friend, my business partner and the powerhouse behind Rise Women, Jody Bruce Clark. And guess what? Jodie's turning 50 soon. It's an incredible milestone and I think she's achieved so much in the last 50 years. And today we're going to talk all about her wins, her challenges and what she's learned so far. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, here's a little background on Jodie. Jodie is an amazing coach, a published author and the force behind Rise Women. She started her career in hospitality, but soon turned towards coaching women around confidence when she realized that this was where her passion lay. She's a determined and driven woman, a fiercely loyal friend, an incredible mum and a passionate advocate for women's rights. And today we'll get to discuss what has made her the woman she is today and what the future holds in store for her. So Jodie, welcome again to our Secrets of Confident Women podcast. Thanking you. Very nice intro. It was the secret. It wasn't on our notes. No, so. <laughs> no, you didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> There's more coming. Okay, good. Very I can't excited. Wait. So let's get right into it. How are you feeling about the fact that you're turning 50? I'm actually feeling better than I thought I was going to, put it that way. I think the last couple of years, I think since sort of the end part of my 40s and the lead up to thinking about turning 50 has probably been worse than than the last, than probably this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was nervous because I had a bit of a meltdown turning 30 and I had a little bit of a meltdown turning 40. (laughs) I mean, 30, I actually booked myself into a no talking meditation retreat for 10 days. (laughs) You don't want to talk to anyone. (laughs) I didn't talk to anyone. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And I'm not sure it changed my life. But anyway, oh, look, I think it's just one of those things that it's sort of futile trying to resist because it's going to happen whether I like it or not. And the more resistance and negativity I put around the process, the inevitable process, the harder and more painful I'm just going to make the whole thing. So look, yes, it's a number. Everyone says, it's just a number, but you can't help but question and reflect on, well, where are you at and what have you done and where are you going and have you achieved? And like, it's inevitable that you're going to, I sort of get to those, I guess, decade milestones and just sort of go... Oh, okay. What that was what, interesting. Yeah, what was that ten years about, and what's the next ten years about? But it's been an event-filled one. It has, but yeah, I think I don't know. I feel I feel all right. I feel okay. all right. Yeah. So I didn't want a party, and you know, I thought, oh well, I'll just have cocktails with you know ten of my best girlfriends, and now I've got fifty people coming to a dress-up party <laughs> in a pub. And I'm so excited actually about that, that I think that that's changed a little bit because I remember earlier in the year sitting down with a couple of my friends, we went out for dinner and I started talking about, you know, things that I I was going to do. I was going to do smaller event dinners and things like that. Just fly it under the radar so nobody notices you've turned 50. (laughs) Yeah, just break it up into, oh, I don't want a big party and whatever. But we were talking about being more self-expressed. And I sort of just got that moment of, 
I just want to make it a party that is about my self-expression and actually who I am. It's going to be glitter and (laughs) it's called a glitter and bling party. But I think I'm excited because I am taking on the celebration of who I am. If it doesn't suit you, please don't come. But this is my thing and this is who I am. So you're owning. You're owning turning 50 like a boss. So I think that's made a bit of a difference because I'm excited. I'm shopping for glitter and sparkly shit that's great. And (laughs) she's got a killer dress. I got a killer dress. Killer dress. I think it's just that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in my style. Yeah. And I'm excited about that. I, think. I love it. So. And it's all part of, you know, the whole process of turning 50. There's got to yeah. be a party. There's got to be excitement around it. Yeah. If you had flown under the radar with 10 girlfriends on a quiet cocktail evening, it just wouldn't be an expression of the milestone that it is because it's pretty cool. You're yeah. turning 50. I couldn't, when I was looking at that option as, oh, where will I, have, you know, maybe I'll do it near the harbour or something. It was just a bit boring. I was just a bit yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's not me. Everyone else sort of does those sort of things. So that's totally fine, but it's not really a true expression of me. So that's when it sort of turned into something bigger than what it was going to be. And I think, and you've said it before, when I saw the invite, I just went, well, well, duh. As if this wouldn't be your 50th. (laughs) And I think you've said you've had that reaction from a lot of people. Yes. Where they've seen the theme of it and just gone, oh, well, of of course course you're doing this. And anything else would just not have made sense. Yeah, yeah. So So tell me, when are you the most confident in life? Has that changed over the last 30 years? And if so, how? I think when I'm the most confident is when I'm playing to my strengths. And I think getting older, I am clearer about my strengths. Like I'm clearer about the areas I know I thrive in. And if something needs to be organised, then I'm your girl. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, She's on I'm it. can confidently put my hand up to take on those roles, whether it be... Oh, it's anything. It's a new program online for our business. It's managing a soccer team. It's helping a friend through a crisis. It's anything. She will literally take on anything and make it work. Yeah. So I just, I know I thrive in that place. So I'm confident in putting myself more in those, those places. Is that different? Has that changed over the years or do you feel like you've always been working towards that? I think it's more about being clearer about who I am and what I thrive in. You know, I guess I always knew, I sort of knew probably in my 20s when I started working in hotels and things, Yeah, it was very clear where my strengths are. And that was in leadership and in, you know, organising functions for 5,000 people and whatever, like being in that high level, yeah. lots of moving parts that have to click in and click in on the night and run, an, you know, run events. So I was an event manager for, for years. So you've just refined so I think, Yeah. So I think it's, I sort of knew that, but it, I guess it's just probably more knowing where I thrive in that, you know, as you go through life and knowing what works. Well, your skills will be the same, but your circumstances will change, right? So where you, before you're organising an event for 5,000 people, now you're organising a soccer team, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same sort of skill set that you're calling on. And it's where I think it's about stepping forward. People are good at it, but they won't get their hand up. They won't put their hand up or they won't step forward. Obviously, we see that with a lot of clients that, and that's where they struggle with because they've held themselves back from even being. But I'm happy to to do those sorts of things. But I'm probably most confident in that, which is logical, but in the areas that I put the work and the time into continuing learning. Like coaching, I love coaching, as you know. I love doing that that work. I love 
presenting. But you have a next level commitment to those things. Like I can well, see right. it in your preparation yeah. for it. You never go into a presentation or a coaching session blind. No, no. You're I, always prepared. I'm over prepared. Yeah, and you've researched. <laughs> but but that comes across in your presentation or in your coaching sessions because it's obvious that you're prepared and it's obvious that you're committed to that process. And I want to do a good job and I want to continue to learn. And yes. But it's also in parenting. Like I feel, and you know, this had to change because I didn't have children. So you have to learn on the job. Yeah. You have to adapt and you have to adjust. But I'm confident that I can see the results of my children and I'm, I'm very yeah. happy with where that's going. And obviously yep. there's a long way to go yet. But, uh, <laughs> Two teenagers. <laughs> yes, you yep. know. But also in how I look and feel, like my wellness, my body image, those sorts of things. Again, I put a lot of time and effort into making sure that I feel good and that I'm I'm operating my life at the best possible place. And if I'm not, I put work into trying to go to the, you know, because things change as you get older and all, all the rest of it that we know. And I think confidence, um, it comes from putting work in confidence itself. So if you're focusing on all these areas of your life where you know your confidence is boosted, then it's almost a no brainer, right? That anytime you commit to something, the results will show and confidence comes from that. Yeah. And as I said, I've always thrived in work and different things, but I think the yes for that part is, has it changed? Yeah. I think that the more, as I've got older and it's changed because I'm more confident in who I am. And when that happens, because I've done a lot of work, as you know, I do, I love personal development and keeping on a, you know, on a growth mindset, we might say, or yeah. always learning. But when you do that, you know yourself more. Yeah. You know yourself better than ever. I think as I've got older, I know where I thrive, but I also know where my limits are. Yeah. I know what I will and won't stand for. Yes. I'm very clear on that now and that will probably change as well as I get even more older. You know? Yeah, and it's probably evolved from where it was That's right. 10, 20, 30 w- years ago. I know what I will and won't accept and that comes from that ageing I guess, knowing yourself, because I'm sure some people do age and don't know themselves, but it's putting that work into, I accept who I am. I know my limits. I know I'm more confident in the decisions I make for my life, the choices I make for my life, when to speak up, when to shut up, (laughs) (laughs) how to deal with difficult situations. I think it's that knowing of yourself and obviously getting, putting the work into getting to know yourself makes it me be able to be more confident in knowing my boundaries, knowing yep. knowing what my life is about, knowing what my goals are. It's that sort of stuff, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. that's probably changed. And I don't think you can achieve all that younger anyway. Cause no, because it comes with life experience. You've got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to find your way. You've got yeah. to learn on the job again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Always learning on the job. Always learning on the job. But so speaking yes. of learning... Yes. Um, we learn from people. Obviously, we learn internally and personally and we, and we drive our own learning, but we also learn from other people. So what's the best advice that you've ever received in your life? So this was a good question because I've had quite a bit. A lot there's, of advice. There's yeah. a lot. Well, obviously, we all get lots of advice. So I've got four. Okay. If, that, if you'll indulge right, me. That's all right. We can have four best. Okay, good. One of the ones I love and I still use is to either accept it or change it but don't criticise it. Like just not staying in that. I think we talked about this on a podcast a little while ago, right? Just moving in, just make the choice to accept it or change it, but don't Don't get stuck there. Don't go into that place, right? 
I got great advice from my mother in lots of different areas. Two of the ones that have stuck with me and I've used consistently throughout my life is one of them is you teach people how to treat you. Yep. I like this one. And I've always gone back to that regardless of, it's not taking responsibility for other people, but it's that it's taking responsibility of have I let my boundaries? Yeah. Have I accepted something that I probably shouldn't have accepted? And created a precedent. Yes. Have I, I've, I've said this in, in other forums and people go, oh, but it's not my fault, but it's not, it's not about the fault. It's to sit in the place or look at things from the place of you teach people how to treat you, then then you can change it. It gives you it options. It gives you control. It, it gives yeah, you, yeah, control absolutely. back to go, well, now, okay, maybe the boundary, maybe I allowed that to happen and now I've experienced that. I don't want, yeah. I've got to reinstate a new boundary or, yeah, yeah. or something like that, right? So I've always gone back to that that statement. And the other fun one is she always used to say, Jody, you've got to dress for your next position. Yes, I love this one too. <laughs> and it's so true. It is so and I true. I always have. I I've always been conscious of, and again, it's, we've talked about it for years around confidence, but yeah. how you dress makes such an impact on how you feel and how you- how Put yourself you, out there to the world. How you behave, how yeah. you are in that. If you feel good and you feel like you're dressed for the next position, so, you know, if you're the supervisor, dress for the manager's position, if you're the, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah people start to actually relate to you as that position. Yeah. And that can make a complete difference to, one, who you are in that situation, but also how people see you. They're already seeing and relating to you as that next position. You're showing them what's possible. Showing them what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. But then it actually changes yourself as well and how how you relate. And my favourite, favourite one, which has been often on my light box on the, on the kitchen counter for that my kids can see. It came from a personal development program yep. and it is happy no matter what. Yep. Happy no matter what. And once I – I should put it back up because it used to sit next to our TV in a light box. I'd look at it quite often and often things you get caught up in life and things get – and I'd always go back to – but happy no matter what. Yeah. So it's a mindset shift, yeah. isn't it? It's a I've got to adjust. Yes, I can have terrible moments, I can have sad moments, I can have angry moments, but at my core, yes. I choose happiness. Yes. And then everything else is just stuff that I'm managing. Yes. Sometimes people have like these moments where they're upset about something or they're angry about something and then they instantly go to a place of, oh my God, I'm depressed or yeah. oh my God, I'm devastated or I'm, you know, I'm furious. Those words create who you're putting yourself out to be in the world. And I think if you have a mantra like that of happy no matter what, then you start to see yourself as someone who at the core is happy yeah. and you're a happy person who just deals with life's challenges. Yeah, and I assess choices that I make against Based on that. that yeah. To go, is this going to give me a is happy life? Is this aligned life? with... And stuff is going to happen and that's whatever and I can choose happiness no matter what. I can spin and see this perspective... And that's up to me. It's like I've got control over that. Yeah. But I have to measure it against happy no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I should get that tattooed on my body, but there's so <laughs> many things. <laughs> You're going to be covered in different tats. Because <laughs> we've said that a few times, but, geez, that would be a great tattoo. But anyway. I love them. We couldn't have narrowed that down advice. to one. No, that's, no. You can't make that one. All right, so let's flip it then. What do you think is the best advice you've ever given in your life? Okay, so I can't have one of these Of either. course not. <laughs> Accept it 
or change it, but don't criticise it. But I'm going to add to this. Yeah. Know what you must accept because you can't change it. Right. right. So you've yes. got to accept it or change it, but don't criticize it. But there are things, there are things that you must you accept change. because they can't be changed. And there's no point going, you can't change it, so don't criticize it. So you, you must accept it. Yeah. Things like your past, you know, you've got to make peace you with your past. It. In a way, you can't change what actually happened, but you can see it differently. You can change do the way the work. you relate to it. Yes. Yeah. Right. So yep. it does, you can still change that. But I think some things have to be accepted. And when you accept it, you get the freedom to, to, to move, move past forward. it. Yeah, yeah, to move absolutely. forward. And the other one is you'll know a lot because I say it all the time and to almost every single client I have, the voice in your head talks rubbish most of the time. So do not listen to it and just don't buy in. So many people, you know, so many clients get so like, and I have to, you know, I have to check myself on that we all the all, time as well. Yeah. Because the voice is going to keep talking until the day I drop dead and it's been talking ever since, you know, it yeah. knew language and it talks rubbish. It tells me stuff about myself and it tells everybody about stuff about themselves that just isn't true. It's just not true. Don't buy into it. Don't buy in. It's Don't lying. Don't buy in. It's, <laughs> it's lying. It is lying. It's <laughs> talking complete and utter rubbish. Yeah. And if you can get that and stay with that, then it that can be a life-changing lesson. Because it no longer becomes instant truth. Every time you say something to yourself in your head, you don't relate to it as being the truth. It's the truth. That's right. Because it's usually complete rubbish. Correct. <laughs> Except the good stuff. The good stuff is true. I will hold on to that. But even then, right, we've talked about this before, this idea of all thoughts are just thoughts. So you've got to be really intentional about what you choose. So your brain will talk stuff to you all the time yeah. and there will be good stuff in there. It's mainly bad stuff because that's what our brains are designed yeah. to do to keep us safe. Yeah. You have to be intentional about what you choose. So don't pick the negative stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it'll just bring you down. Yeah, because happy no matter what. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It all ties in together. <laughs> it does. Let's move on to things that yeah haven't always been an element in your life because it is a more recent thing. But what's the most important thing you've learned about parenting and about having children? Oh, God, this was a tough one to, I had to really think about this one. Okay, the first bit is there's a lot to learn and you'll never stop learning. Yeah. I've always gone by the rule of having clear and consistent boundaries that they know, that they're clear about, so that they know, you know, about respect or about what our expectations are of them or what have you, that they've got the guidelines. They know it's not, it's not a secret, it's not... Something they're trying to work out. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's clear. clear. You know me. I've always had been a person that has very clear communi- <laughs> clear communication. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's worked well. And I obviously encourage their clear communication. Sometimes I don't like that, but whatever. <laughs> well, it's hard to shut it down when you're trying to get that point across. Correct, right? correct. One of the other points was I put a lot of effort into staying one step ahead. You know, I'm on what's happening in social media yeah. and what apps are dangerous and what you've got to sort of be one step ahead. And yeah. um, I think that again, helps me with confidence that I know what's, what's to a point, almost. what's happening out yeah. in the world and what they might be influenced by or what things can come their way or what harm can come, you know, those, yeah, yeah. those sorts of things. But one of the biggest areas I think it was when I was thinking about this is Dave and I have always tried to focus on learning about who they are 
because they're different. They're different Absolutely. from- They're not mini us. They're not mini us. They're mini them. Thank God, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but they're different from Dave and I. Yeah. And they're different from anyone I've ever met. Yeah. It's trying to help them learn who they are and what makes them tick and what makes them thrive, what their their challenges might be in their, the way they look at things. Help them to learn techniques to help them deal with some of the big issues in life, which is fear, pressure, yeah. dealing with friends, dealing with unfairness. So it's not about stepping in and saving them whenever no. they need it. It's about giving them the tools to, to save themselves, basically. You know, fear is coming. going to be there, yeah. Pressure is coming. Unfairness is coming. Yeah. You know, stuff that goes Stress down with your friends. coming. All yeah, those things, yeah. that's the part of life. And yes, you know, school is important. School's vital. We, you know, have a an outlook on that that is, you know, how strong that is, but it's not the be all and end or of what we need them to learn because they need to learn how to deal with fear and they need to learn how to deal with the voice in their head and they need to learn to deal with the pressure. My daughter, they've made the the finals for her soccer team. Fantastic. Right? This, yeah. this Sunday. We love that that's there, not because it's about competition and winning, because being in a final is a whole different yeah, yeah. setup. Yeah. It is not, it, this is going to be like no other soccer game she's ever played before. Yeah. You're, you know, playing the top couple of teams. So it's less about the skill and more about who can handle it on the day. And, you know, they had their semifinals against a team last week and, you know, one girl was crying on the field from the other team. Because high emotion. Yeah. yeah. They'd, we'd scored a goal or whatever and they're all going, oh, my God, she's crying. It's not even half time. I was like, yeah, but the adrenaline and yeah. the pressure and the, the stress – and it's it's about learning to deal with all yeah, that. Absolutely. And, and consistency. You do it once, you manage it, you you, you yeah. thrive on it, you figure out how to work through it. And the next time it comes around, it's not as scary, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It'll still come up and it'll still be all the same emotions, but they know that if they've dealt with it once, they can do it again. Yeah. But you've got to learn that. It's yeah. not just like... Not, if they're always being rescued and we're always stepping in and helping them, then they'll never learn that. No, no. So it's it's setting them up in those situations so that they can learn about themselves yeah. to deal with the stuff that life throws you. So That you can't avoid, you can't dodge it. There will be stress, there will be pressure, there will be external influences, there'll be fear, there'll be self-doubt, there'll be negative thoughts piling into your head. Yes. Um, you can't dodge it. No. You just need to know. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I always go back, when I think of that, I always go back to this book that I used to read to my kids over and over again called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Everyone oh, knows yes, this. yes, yes. And, the, you know, that recurring line of you can't go under it, you can't go over it, you've got to go through it. There is no other way to manage it no. without going through it. Yeah. All right, so what tips and tricks would you give to your younger self about marriage and love? So we're talking kind of before kids or even outside of kids, a very personal marriage and love. It's an interesting topic. So I wasn't confident in this area as a as a younger woman. I couldn't really work out the love thing. It took a while, <laughs> I think. And actually, I love the advice that Lorna from a couple of episodes ago brought up when she was talking when I was thinking about this question, I, I actually thought I wish I'd sort of knew that as a younger girl. And it was like, learn to be working from the place of, do I like him uh, yeah. rather than does he like me? Well, if you can do that, you know, that would change a big perspective on on love and relationships. But to add on to that, it's also about as a younger woman, if he doesn't like me, 
It's actually not about me. It's just that the me and him match isn't right and that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a reflection on who you are. No, and, and, because and I think we get so caught up, you know, why doesn't he like me and we've got to change. What's me? wrong with yep. me? It's not. It's just that the you and him thing. Compatibility is not yeah, there. It's yeah. not right. So taking it less personally, which, you know, is a hard thing to do, I get. <laughs> but it makes total sense, doesn't it? When you hear it like that, it, it just makes total sense that if someone doesn't like you, it's not about you. You are who you are. Yeah. There's no connection. It doesn't click. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean there's anything wrong with you or with them. Yeah, that's right. So it's that's not right. working. And with marriage, look, oh, this was a hard one because I, I I had a lot of ideas about marriage and I think that they were good ideas from the beginning because it turned out all right. Yeah, yeah you did good. <laughs> you got a good one. <laughs> I think love is a great place to start, but I always knew it was. It took more than love. I sort of did always know that. And and I think I kissed a lot of frogs, but I did eventually marry a prince, luckily, because it does take equality. It does take kindness. It does take having the same ideas about parenting, Alignment. having the same yeah. ideas about what you want for your life, having the same sort of moral code. Yeah, yeah. There's lots more that, that has to come in. You know, I fell probably in love with some rat bags that would have never worked out from a marriage point of view. And luckily I sort of didn't know that that was <laughs> the case Yeah, because <laughs> it's easy to fall in love with a rat bag. But it takes more. It takes, there's got to be. There's got to be trust. There's, there's got to be well, compassion. Right. Yeah. There has to be respect yes. above all else. Yes. If you don't have those core factors, it doesn't matter how much you're in love with someone. No, no. Love is not enough. I did used to say that probably in more towards my late 20s, early 30s, it was like, like I, I love you, but love is not enough for this to go forward. Cause it, and it was, sounds a bit, it's a bit sad because, you know, we've got this whole mental love is all you need and whatever, and it's great. You do need love in your life. But the truth is to have a successful marriage, it's a necessity. You have to have love, but it, you don't, you need more than that. That love changes. It, it changes, does, it evolves. It changes shape. It looks yeah. different. It didn't look what, when we first met and what have you. It's the other parts that, keep that held up. That will endure. You know, I've been married, six to, I think, 16 years now. And, you know, the love part, if that was the only thing that there, would never have got through. Yeah. It just would never have lasted that long. Because life other... changes you, right? That's right. The way you are in love when you're dating someone is very different to the way you are in love with the mortgage, two kids. For sure. Work pressures, yeah. domestic duties, yeah. you know, it's completely oh, different Oh, when he doesn't game. pack the dishwasher the way I like it? <laughs> Jesus, I tell you, sometimes I go, what the <laughs> But, you know. Love couldn't get you through that. Love could not get you through <laughs> packing a dishwasher incorrectly. I think I sort of did know that and um, I'm glad I did know that. I'm glad I sort of held that that part of that view up. Or Because you're reassured now based on what your marriage is that you got it right back then. Correct, correct. Excellent. Yes, <laughs> right, so let's move away from the personal and go into a bit more of a business focus. Who okay. Is, who's the most impactful client you've ever had and what was it about them that you feel really changed your life? Because I know you've had lots. There has been lots and this was, to be honest, it was it was hard but there was still only really one client that kept coming right to the top and I'm not going to say her name because I, I don't want to expose any details about that. But she was married to an addict who had broken her down to a big degree. She left him and 
we really worked on rebuilding her confidence. And I, look, I do say we, but oh my God, she put so much work in. Like I was the bit of the guiding light and said, come this way. And she worked her ass off to, to get there. So, you know, there was so much work she put in and she completely transformed her life, completely transformed her life. Yeah. I guess how it changed me is that I, look, I know what we do makes a big impact and we often don't see it firsthand. Yeah, you know, or the he- end results. Yeah, we yeah. He- we hear people message us about, oh, what they got out of the course or what, you know. I, obviously I see a bit more if it's one-on-one coaching, but even after the coaching, I don't, there's not a ongoing, you know, like relationship. Yeah, Somet- yeah. Sometimes I come back and do bits and pieces, but. Sometimes it's very specific though, isn't it? Like they'll come yeah. to you if they want to progress in their career and then once yeah. that step is made yes, and they feel like they've built their confidence in that, then, you know, they kind of not drop off because we like to keep people in our network forever. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, the results that, that you see are very specific sometimes. Yeah. So this particular client actually I've kept in contact with quite closely and she's probably someone that I would call a friend. I've seen the lasting effect of what we do and how it changes her life. And every time I see, like I'm on her Facebook and what have you, I see the life that she's now living. It's inspiring. It's Yeah, it just reinforces that what we do has such a big impact, such a big impact. I mean, I don't know, you've seen it over the years with many of the clients we've worked with or whatever, but, you know, we stand for them like no one ever has before. We give them strength that no one has ever maybe stood for them before. But we also allow them to be completely okay with who they are, that there's nothing wrong with them, but we help them put their boundaries back in place. And often, especially in those sort of situations where, you know, I I say it could be in a relationship, but it's also been in a boss has... Yeah. really demoralise someone or taken away their confidence or, you know, what have you, we get them back. We get them back. And that's that's life-changing. And it changed that client completely changed my life because I can see yeah, effects yeah. of... And the lasting effects. Yeah, she of, will never go back to where she was before. No, God, no. She's so much I more empowered. I let her. No. <laughs> but I don't think she'd let herself. She, no, she, she she's wouldn't. seen what the other side looks like and she's just created... I think I know exactly who you're talking about. She's just created the most incredible life for herself that she's just so much more empowered and informed and aware of what she wants in her life right now. She would never let herself go back. No, no, no. And she often says, which often some clients do, oh my God, you were, this was happening and you were in my head talking. And I was like, well, I'm glad, you know, I say, don't listen to the voice in your head, but if it's me, you can listen listen to to that one. (laughs) Because I'm glad I'm in your head going, girlfriend, pull it back in. Like, are you sure there's nothing wrong with you? Don't accept that. Like, I'm, I'm glad I'm that voice in, in someone's head long term because it's hopefully keeping them on track to being the amazing women that we know they are. Yeah, definitely. I know exactly who you're talking about and she's amazing, she as are all our clients. I hope she knows who she's talking about. Okay, let's go back to personal for a little bit. Uh, What do you wish you'd known 20 years ago about health, fitness and wellbeing that you think back then would have made a difference? Oh, what a journey health, fitness and wellbeing is, for goodness sake. Um, (laughs) Look, I was thinking about this and actually there's a lady at the gym that I go to who walked up to me about about two months ago and said, um, are you Jodie from Rise Women? And I'm, coming, I'm up there at 6.30 in the morning going, uh, yes. Like, anyway, she's on our Facebook and listens to our podcast. 
I was quickly chatting to her about about this and I said, oh, I'm actually thinking through some questions about this podcast I'm doing and and I'm going to put that in. So I think it's Michelle. Michelle, this one's for you. (laughs) What I wish I'd known is that I'll always hate going to the gym. Oh, me too. I'll always hate going to the gym, but I'll never hate it once I've been. And it's not just the gym, but it's about that walk or that whatever. And I remember thinking... The more I go, I'm eventually going to love it. Yeah. And I'm just okay not. that I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not. But you love the results, right? But I love. So there we is were, that trade What we were off. talking about was, but we never feel bad. Once we've got ourselves there and gone away, I go, oh, good on you, Jodie. Like yeah. I always feel good that I got myself there, but I'm never going to necessarily want to go to the and gym. And that's okay. And I remember a fitness guru years and years ago who said, it was great because she said, even I don't want to go for a 10K. But it's that habit of just getting it done because yep. she just gets out and gets it done, right? It's and not, never regrets it. I was thinking at some point I was going to like the switch was going to flip and it was going to be all all good. But, but when you're hearing it from a, a, like a health and fitness guru whose life work it is to do that saying, even I don't want to do it, no, then exactly. it kind of makes it okay, right? Yeah, exactly. The other thing is a saying that I have on my wall, which is about life being hard. Marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard. Obesity is hard, being fit is hard, choose your hard. Being in debt is hard, being financially disciplined is hard, but choose your hard. Communication is hard. Not communicating is also hard, but choose your hard. Life will never be easy, it will always be hard, but we can choose our hard, so choose wisely. That made such an impact on me that, and that comes into that fitness thing of being at a weight that I feel comfortable at, being comfortable in my own skin, getting to the gym. As I've got older, I needed to sort my back out as you know, and get to the gym and do strength and da, 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 da. And it's hard, but But the alternative is also hard. Correct. Yeah. That's the hard I choose. And I think having that perspective and that acceptance, yes, it is hard, but I choose that hard, like it gives me the power, like it's my choice for it to be this way. And I know that it is hard, but being comfortable in my skin, being comfortable at the weight I'm at, yes, it's hard that I have to cook vegetables and uh, (laughs) eat salads and watch what I eat and not eat too much chocolate and da-da-da-da-da. Yes, it's hard to manage all that, but the result I get is important for me to feel confident and comfortable in my skin and all those sorts of things. So that was- Choose your hard people. That's the saying that is, I wish I knew earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And and when you put it like that, it it does change everything because if it's going to be hard either way, why not choose the hard that will give you the results you want? The results that are- Because you can pick the other hard, but then you get the results you don't want. Correct. So what's the point of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So tell me about your work. How has your work and Rise Women in particular shaped you over the years? I know this is a big one because I know that Rise Women is a passion project for you. You love it. I love it. So how has that made Jodie Bruce Clark who she is today? Running a business is hard, (laughs) but choose your heart. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Look, running a business is the biggest personal development program I've ever been on because there's so many obstacles, there's so many hurdles. It never looks the way I thought it was going to look. There's differences, there's changes, it's whatever. But I love it because 
I'm constantly learning. We're constantly adapting. We're constantly, well, I get to work with you. That's always a uh-huh. big, yeah. Yes, that's very cool. But, you know, we're on that. We're constantly being challenged, whether it's like, oh, I do presenting and then the big presentation, another big presentation comes along which challenges me and I've got to step up again. So it's always there's always something. There's always something. It's hard, but we choose that hard. I like when you say that running your own business is the biggest personal development journey you'll ever go on Mm -hmm. because it is. Yeah. And I think it grows you as a person that not being a business owner would never give you. Yes. It challenges you in ways that you'd never come across in your life. Yes, absolutely. So I, I love that. And I think that has shaped me because it is a constant challenge and there is hard days, let me tell you, as we know. And also that I'm just constantly inspired by the women I work with, especially the one-on-one coaching clients. To get through the hard days, I think it's about we're constantly seeing that there are still so many women that still feel that there's something wrong with them and they're not enough. And yep. that frustrates the hell out of me. And you know, they're unhappy, they're low in their life, they're hiding, they're not self-expressed, they don't accept who they are. Someone's, they're in destructive relationships, they're in destructive work environments, someone's telling them there's something wrong with them, they believed it. That's what I think, and we've talked about this, gets us through the hard days because I'm frustrated as hell that that still happens in this day and age. I know, I know. When we should know better and when everyone should know better. Yeah. But it is still happening. The business has shaped me in so many personal ways and but I think it's the constant growing and learning and and making a difference that is yeah one of the loves of my life. It and, really and I is. think that the beauty of that is that the Rise Woman has shaped you over the years, but your own personal development, it, it's like this this cycle, your own personal development and, and your own experiences in life have also shaped Rise Women. It wouldn't be today what it is. Without you, it's not a business that could have just grown, you know, by someone else or if I had taken it on on my own or, you know, you're so intertwined with this business and I think your developments are so connected and I can see it as as we evolve as a business, it's aligned with your personal involvement. Yeah, there's, there's something beautiful about that because you're feeding off each other and all that positivity that you get from the business you put into your life and then all the positivity you get from your life you put back into the business. Yes, yeah. I just can't imagine it being any other way. I can't imagine actually doing anything, anything else. else. Yeah. And I, I look, I do feel I was lucky. Well, no, I hate that word. I do hate lucky because it's about good management. Good. Yeah. And it's hard about work. the work you put in. Yeah. But when I found coaching, which was in 2002, 2001, I think, it was such a light bulb moment. It was like, oh, yes, of course, this is who I, this is where I go. This is like, it was very clear and it was undeniable. So, yeah. and I knew everything I'd done up to that point was the teaching for me to be that person. Yeah. Well, obviously, we do a lot of coaching with corporate and people in careers. And it's, I, I do know that I'm lucky, in, for want of a better word, that I, that I found my real place. Like my, okay, my is thing. that luck? Or well, no, it, I hate, lo- I it, hate the yeah, word lucky. Yeah, I know, because so do I. Luck implies that you have no control and no awareness over the process. No, that's is true. Is it luck or is it you were open to opportunities? Yeah, of course, of And course. you were yeah, willing yeah. to take risks. Yeah, and, and it was were, a risk. It yeah, was a absolutely risk. it was. It was yeah. and, and lots of I people my, could have. I quit my career. <laughs> right? I took it on. To make a new one. Yeah. But a lot of people are presented with opportunities and they consider themselves unlucky because things don't work out, but it's not unlucky. It's you didn't take that. 
when it was offered to you or when it was there or when the risk needed to be taken, you move past it because it was too scary or, you know, your self-doubt was telling you you couldn't do it. So I don't think it is luck. It is, I saw an opportunity and I grabbed it. Yes. It was just that I think the searching could have gone on for a very long time. Yeah, like it does for so many people. Yes, and they yeah. don't necessarily, that path never quite crosses them or they never maybe they never put themselves in opportunities or try enough things to have the light bulb moment. I think it also goes back to what you were saying right at the beginning though about learning who you are, learning yes. about yourself. Yeah. The more time you spend focusing on who you are and what you want in your life and what you're willing to stand for and what are not negotiables for you, the easier it is for you to find that path because you become really clear on your purpose yes. and what drives you, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, as I said, I can't imagine doing anything else and I sort of hope I'm still doing it in the next 50 years. I do. Excellent. We haven't gone to that question yet. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then let's look back and take it back 50 years. What would you like to tell your younger self to prepare her for all these life's challenges? Like I know there are a billion things we could tell ourselves from years ago, but is there anything in particular, one thing in particular that you'd like to tell your younger self to prepare her for everything that's coming her no, way? No, I can't do one thing. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> are there four? <laughs> There's five actually. Five. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's run through them. I would tell her do more personal development earlier so that you can learn about and let go of your past earlier. I worked on that probably late in my 20s, early 30s. And even though I did a lot of personal development and read a lot of books and things like that early in my life, I didn't get complete about my childhood and my past early enough. I would, I'd get on that earlier. I would tell her that your patience is going to work for and against you and learn the difference. <laughs> Your level of patience. My level of patience, <laughs> which is zero to none. <laughs> I would tell her that sometimes saying nothing is more powerful than saying something and learn the difference. Mm -hmm. Because some of the pickles I've got myself in is when I didn't know when to not say anything at all. Right. Pick your battles. Sometimes it's better just to not say you're what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and that's more powerful than saying what you think. Yeah. Because it speaks volumes in itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. The fourth one is I'd tell her to spend more time with your mother because her time on the planet is so much shorter than you think. You always think it's invincible and it's going to be. And then at, I lost her when I was 27. So, yeah. and the last one is I'd say to her, you are going to think you've made mistakes, but they're actually detours getting you back on track on the right path. So just keep going. Just yeah. keep going. You're on the right path. So if you believe that, and as you know, my favourite saying of all time is that everything is working out perfectly. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. It's all working Imagine out Imagine truly believing that at a really young age. There would oh, never no. be any concept of failure. No. Ever. No. If we really understand, like it's different to know something and it's different to truly accept it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine really at your core knowing that from a young age and just yeah. going, I, I won't fail. No. Whatever it is, whatever's thrown at me, it's just a detour and I'll be on track and I'll be fine. Yeah. That would just be so empowering and life-changing every step of the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, so you're turning 50 as we're discussing. Yeah. If you knew there was one thing that you could tell your teenage daughter that she'd actually listen to, because we know that teenage <laughs> daughters pick and choose what they want to hear, though I do think, because I have one myself, yeah. it sticks. They're listening. Yes. Whether they choose to take our advice or not, different story, but they're listening. If you knew there was one thing you could tell her about navigating life and about turning 50, what would it be? Constantly comparing your life to others, whether it be 
in social media or anything else will never, ever give you a great life and will never bring you happiness. If you can just get that, if that's the one thing, and if you're ever... If you're ever struggling through life, if you're ever unhappy and sad or depressed or something, the first thing is to turn off social media or to stop whatever comparison. And we all do it. I still do it at 50. It's going to happen. I think I can pull myself up for it a lot quicker because I've But there's practiced. power in awareness, right? There's power in awareness, but the comparison to other people is the biggest downfall we have as humans. We're just... And it's everywhere. It is. It's social media, it's the other mum at school, it's your colleagues, it's your family, your friends, your neighbour, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Awareness around that, you probably can't stop it because it's sort of built into us, into our DNA, but the awareness and, and preventing that affecting you as much as possible. Yeah. If you know it, then you can pull yourself up on yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So I hope you listen to that, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Let this one stick. <laughs> right. So here's a big one. What are your plans for the next 50 years? Because I'm going to assume you're going to live to 100. Okay, thanks. Minimum. I'm giving you at least 100. What are the plans for the next 50 years? Surprisingly, this question was really hard because I just, <laughs> I think I just focused on getting here and hadn't quite thought a lot Looked about ahead. Th- that far. Well, not that far ahead, but uh, I want to be more self-expressed mm-hmm. if that's even possible because I feel like I am quite self-expressed, but I want to make sure that I maintain that and just, you know, keep dyeing my hair red, even if I'm 102 <laughs> and just embracing who I am and self-expression. Continue to care less what others think because as I get older, that has reduced a lot, but it still comes up. Mm-hmm. Probably face a little bit more fear, like just keep growing. Keep riding those roller keep coasters. Keep riding those roller coasters. Yeah. Although the roller coasters really shook me around last time I did that, <laughs> but whatever. Impact more women through the business. So I think that's obviously, as we just discussed, it's just my life. It's my passion. I just want to keep doing that. Go dancing until I can't. God, COVID has killed the dancing situation. (laughs) I just want to go dancing more than I ever do and just focus on doing what makes me happy. I know they're not very specific things, but I think it's having those overall concepts in place to just... And then align your choices and your decisions and your your journey to those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that sounds like a perfect plan for the next 50 years. Yes. Right. Okay. So usually we do Rise Women Power questions at the end of our interviews, but this time we're going to do something a little different. Today, I'm going to throw some words at you and some topics, and I want you to tell me what you know so far about these areas of your life. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Let's go. Opinions. Oh my God. Everybody's got one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) They're often unfounded because people just can't be bothered actually researching and forming informed opinions. Yep. I mean, really, who has the time? So learn to take them for what they are. It's an opinion and not truth. I love it. Okay. Friends. Choose wisely. Your friends can make or break you. And who you choose to have around you is, can just have a huge influence on your life. So you must, you must make conscious decisions about that. You must choose very carefully. Yeah, I second that. I just think it's, it's such a crucial it's point in life. And You've got to have the right people around you. Yeah, and it's sometimes people just let it flow and let people come in. At, no, 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 no. You need to be... Intentional. On, yes, very yeah. intentional. <laughs> yeah. All right, failure. We touched on this a little earlier, but what can you tell me? What have you learned so far about failure? Oh, 
Like I know the fear of it prevents people from living the life they want to live. And I know that you have to learn to deal with failure. It's a skill. It's just not a, it's just not something that happens. It's a mindset. It's a way of thinking about it. It's a perspective. You have to put the effort into learning so it doesn't prevent you from living the life you want. Because it's not natural. It's not. We no. have to be That's really right. focused on. You have to be on, conscious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Respect. Oh my God. Respect is my highest value. If you don't have this, you have nothing. I think that's my ultimate <laughs> <laughs> that's our benchmark comment on that one. Oh, I know you usually have to earn it, but in some situations it is your birthright to start with it, yeah. to start with respect. So, and then it's up to you to uphold it and protect it. So I think this comes into this boundary when the boundary's crossed, you've got to ensure that you take action to either reinstate that boundary or get yourself away from the person who, who doesn't respect your boundary. Yeah. Again, it's about making decisions. Yeah, and as I said, I think it's just like that whole you have to earn respect. Sometimes yes. Yes, but But there's elements that it's that you get it as a birthright first. Yeah. And if you've lost it, get it, do whatever it it takes to get it back because it is, it's such an important area and without it can really damage your confidence. And no one deserves to be disrespected. no. You know, no. And if you have that as a core value in life, it changes the way you interact with people yeah. and it will only ever lead to better connections with people, not worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Tell me what you know so far about perspective. I know that everyone has a different one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even if they tell you what their perspective is, you may never be able to understand it. People's perspectives are more complex than you'll ever realise, but you can be open to learning about someone's perspective, but just accept that it's a very complex process. Yeah. You'll never know everything that's behind that perspective. Because you can ask two different people a question about exactly oh the goodness. same thing and their life experiences and their values and everything that makes them who There's they are. There's a million trillion variables, variables yeah. that made up their opinion. And even if they say it's this way, it, it might not be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy. <laughs> so, All right, I've got a good one for you. I know you love this topic. Oh, Menopause. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it's real. <laughs> I know it's not talked about even amongst adult women. I know it's not talked about much, even and after, even after centuries of people going centuries, through it. Centuries, millennia. Oh, my God. There's never been a time where women haven't there, dealt with menopause. No, I know. And there is so much I was never told about it. So I applaud anyone who is trying to work hard to take the mystery out of it and, and speak up and be, be – because it was like, wow, really? That happens? Seriously. Maybe we need to do a podcast about menopause. In saying that, I know you need to adjust and do things differently. I've had to eat differently, relax differently, exercise differently, try different herbs, try different wellness practices. I've had to adjust. Yeah. I haven't been able to just go, well, it used to work for me in my 30s, so I'll stay with that. No, no, no. I've had to redo a lot of areas of my life and it takes work, but I choose my hard. You choose your hard. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Tell me, what do you know so far about alcohol? Oh, my God. I know that you'll only ever feel as good as you're ever going to feel after two drinks. <laughs> and I'm a two drink girl. Yeah. And then you just and, cut yourself and off. And going back to menopause, the hangovers are so much worse. So I have a cutoff limit now, a very big cutoff limit. All right. I know this one is really important for you. It, it's a theme through all of today's interview and I think through your life, self-expression. 
What I know about self-expression is that it's important, but it is a skill you have to practice. Like it just doesn't come. I remember the first time I dyed my hair red, I was absolutely terrified to leave the salon thinking everyone was looking at me. But really, most people have other things more important than me to focus on. And you'd be amazed at how many people are probably looking at your hair going, geez, I wish I had the guts to do that, right? You could be inspiring self-expression in someone else. That's right. And I do. And I actually still get, I've been dyeing my hair bright red for a very long time. And I still do get a lot of comments going, oh my God, I love your hair. Like those people who have enough courage to walk up and tell me and God, it makes my day. But it's practice. You know, after I did that first, like I got used to it being part of my identity and used to people talking about my red hair or looking at my red hair or whatever. I just got used to it. It's a skill you build up, but it is the expression of me. And whether it's red lipstick or sparkly earrings or the clothes you wear or whatever, the first time is going to feel strange and then you'll get used to it. But keep practising. Yeah. Because it's important. Isn't that funny? Because you'd never think of self-expression as something you have to practice. You'd think it's something that comes naturally, but it's not. No, it's not. We need to be intentional about yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Positive thinking. What can you tell me that you know so far about positive thinking? I know positive thoughts are not true and negative thoughts are not true either, but I know positive ones will give me a better life. Yeah. So I focus on positive and I focus on positive thinking. And, you know, I know that's an old 80s thing, positive thinking, uh, whatever. And people get their knickers in a knot about the words positive thinking and the word affirmations. Oh my God, people get their knickers in a knot about the word affirmations. But if you consider that the negative thoughts you're thinking are an affirmation, it's affirming the way something is, then don't do those negative, don't do that. Yeah. Why would you do that? Don't choose those ones, but you got to be conscious about it. It doesn't come naturally as we know, because our brains don't work like that. Yep. So put the work in, think positively. Definitely. (laughs) All right. Volunteering. What do you know so far about volunteering? Oh, this is a challenging one because I know it's important for the recipient. And I also know that it's important for the volunteer, the person who puts that in. I know it's one of the best ways to feel purposeful and proud of who you are. I know it does wonders for your confidence, but I know you must always work out what your limits are so that you can maintain a happy life. So for example, I volunteer a lot. I do lots of different things in lots of different areas. Yeah. But I know for myself that I cannot work in a dog shelter as I will lose complete faith in the human race seeing firsthand what people do to mistreat these animals. But I can raise money for them and I can donate in other ways and I can do other things, but I can't actually, that's a limit for me. I know that of myself and plus I'll come home with 50 dogs. So (laughs) my husband's clear that I'm like, yes, can't can't do that because I wouldn't be able to leave them at the shelter. But know your limits, but get involved. Yeah, definitely. Find what works for you to still give you a happy life. And if you do work in a dog shelter or volunteer, I applaud you. Yeah, it's a hard job. It's a harder one than I can deal with. And I I love that you said there's value in it for the recipient and the volunteer. Because a lot of people think that when you volunteer, the only person getting value from that relationship is the person who's receiving your services. But it's not no, true. No. There's so many areas where volunteering makes the world go round. Like you yeah. just get involved. Yeah. Don't leave it to one person. No. <laughs> no, it's not fair. <laughs> All right. Tell me what you know so far about travel. 
Oh, look, I love travel and uh, everyone knows we can't have, we couldn't have done anything in the last couple of years, but I know everyone should travel somewhere by themselves once, if not more. Yeah. You learn so much about yourself and it's the best way to widen your perspective on the world. I travelled by myself a lot, well, my mid-20s and late-20s. I haven't done a lot by myself since then, but I, I'd love to go and I want to go back and do some more travel by myself and just get... It gives you so test you in ways. You yes, it's a be real. It can otherwise. be a challenge to arrive in a city and just go. Oh my god, I don't know the language. I don't know how to get the bus. I don't know what the money. But you get to step up and the face confidence the fear you get. And, yeah, from for sure. facing that and figuring it out for sure on your own is great. For sure. What do you know about happiness? I know, as we've said, it takes consistent work and almost a daily focus to ensure that it's where it needs to be. And it should be the end result of any decision you make. I if love it's it. not going to make you happy, rethink it. Yeah. Rethink, rethink. It's the ultimate goal of your life. Ultimate. I love that. It's so true. Yes. And on that note, I think it's a wrap. That was amazing. I think this has been an incredible conversation. I can't wait for all of our listeners to hear it. You've imparted your wisdom, you've been honest and authentic, as you always are. <laughs> Um, and you've just helped us get a deeper insight into what makes you tick and what's created the Jodie that we know and love, um, you know, over 50 years. But I just wanted to wrap this up with my own little conclusion on what I know so far Whoa. when it comes to you. Here we go. So I think to the world, you are a red-haired, sparkle-loving, tell-it-like-it-is, no BS, fun-loving, <laughs> just-get-the-job-done kind of confident woman, right? This is what they see you as. You're a committed mum and wife. You are a loving friend. You're an entrusted coach. And someone who is sensitive to injustice and determined to do whatever it takes to make things right. And to me, I think you're a dedicated friend. You're a dependable business partner. You are an honest and caring human being, which I, I don't think there is cry? an equal for that. No, I'm keeping it together. <laughs> um, and I just think you are a real life example of what all confident women aspire, should aspire to be. And the type of confident woman that I aspire to be, because knowing you and meeting you and working on this business with you has changed my life. So know that your 50 years have had an impact on my, not just not yet 50 years, but <laughs> almost 50 years. Your 50 years have impacted my 45 years in a way that you could not even imagine. So thank you for that. Oh, that's a tough conclusion. Thanks for giving us an insight into what you know so far. Well, thank you. And I can't you. wait to see thank what the future holds. Thank you for interviewing me. And, um, Let's see what comes next yes. for you and for Rise Women. Can't wait. Amazing. And to everyone listening, please remember our goal is to help all women create the confidence they want to live their best life and their most self-expressed life. So please feel free to share, like and subscribe to help us get our message out to everyone that with confidence, anything is possible. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.